Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to Lessons from Light podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. Um, I want to just give a brief overview about what this podcast is going to focus on. So, in my life, I have always been searching for something, as I feel many of us have. I have always felt that empty part of my soul. Um, I grew up religious, and it didn't quite fit. And then I found spirituality, and everything started to make sense in my life like it hadn't before. So I've begun this podcast, Lessons from Light. I have a website that you can check me out on, lessonsfromlight.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Lessons From Light to learn more about what I'm about. In today's podcast episode, I teamed up with Jade from Conscious Creators, and we discussed the art of coming back to yourself in modern society. We're going to talk about the discomfort, the pain, and also the blessings and the peace and the joy that you find whenever you turn your back on what society is telling you is right and is wrong and you look inwards and you start believing that you are the person who knows what you need best. Uh, I hope that you can listen to this and see yourself through our words Um, and I hope you come back. Thank you so much. So today we're getting into the topic of superficiality and some of the Hollywood trends that we're seeing that um, are plaguing modern society around us. We might see this in the shows that we watch, the music that we listen to, the advertisements on TV, and just in general social media um, toxicity, I guess you can call it. So Lindsay, um, I know that this is a topic that both of us can relate to. I don't know if you have any thoughts about, um, in general, the crux of superficiality and how that can be really toxic to a lot of us that are trying to work on ourselves and um, find a happy lifestyle. Yeah, so I think um, it's, it's like you said, it's everywhere. It's everything. I mean, it's superficiality is the way that that we live until we don't anymore. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a family that focused all of their energy on my looks. I was put on a diet whenever I was 12. I was told to go to the gym whenever I was 12. And, and I always did since that mm-hmm. point. Um, and I always thought that that's what I had to do because that's what my family told me I was to do. I had braces twice. Yeah. I mean, I got laser hair removal whenever I was in eighth grade. It was like everything was telling me that I was wrong the way that I was born. Um, And that's all I knew. And I think that's, that's all that most people who are alive today know is they, they only know that they're wrong and, and no one ever tells them that they're right. So I think that that's the stem of the crisis that we're having today is, everything all the signs pointing to you being wrong in your natural form and so let's get this chemical in our lips and let's put this chemical on our heads so we don't bald and let's 
I don't even know, let's do some other crazy diet that is really bad for our body and really bad for our minds. And it's putting layers on top of a broken foundation um, and you just get farther and farther into it and away from yourself simultaneously. Isn't it crazy how the conditioning around us and just, you know, the information that we perceive on a daily basis, whether it's picking up the phone and checking our social media page or flipping the channel on TV or hearing the lyrics of a song that's um, telling us how we need to mold ourselves to be so that we can fit this perfect image. Mm -hmm. And really when you think about it, it's like it's all a business, right? Um, mm, absolutely. It's, it's a Band-Aid approach to fixing something that's within us and we don't really find how to um, do just that. Like, we're, you know, there's no textbook, there's no um, how to fix yourself in terms of long-term solutions. So, you know, finding the perfect image to try to um, fit in with society's definition of success is, I think, something a lot of people just struggle with mm -hmm. in general. I know I'm one person who, for sure, has gone through time and time again trying to perfect myself and set the bar to what I think is, you know, um, gonna give me the validation that I'm looking for mm -hmm. and that pat in the back. And really, who can, I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder mm -hmm. at the same time. So it's like, for us to give our power away and allow other people to um, question our worth I think that's the mm -hmm. problem that starts there, that mm -hmm. a lot of people do. They don't find that power within themselves mm -hmm. and that worth within themselves that they're constantly looking outside for mm -hmm. external validation. Right. Um, you know, you have TV shows and role models that people look up to that, you know, have this certain image. And if we don't fit ourselves to look like this specific image, then we can't be as successful as them. And that's such a stigma and a problem oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that needs to be solved. I love thinking about the idea of worldly success because it is just so backwards and that's all we're taught. And I love that you said people are looking for external validation because that is true. And that's because that's how we were programmed. Mm -hmm. We were programmed to look outside of ourselves because... Yeah. I mean, the world's scared of what will happen if we start to look inside of ourselves for Absolutely. that power. Um, I think, I mean, the what would the world define success as? It's like money, power, mm -hmm. I don't know, climbing a ladder. Uh, the fast ticket to Hollywood fame and the smoke and mirrors and the public yes, image. thank you. Yes. Yeah, all of yes. that. Mm -hmm. and, and what, like, what is it whenever you break it down? What, what does that actually look like? And I think oftentimes, I mean, the wealthy people that I have met in my life have, I mean, granted some of them have been really great people, but I think a lot of times they're miserable mm -hmm. and a lot of times they've been stressed out for 30 years plus and they've been going in circles trying to find something and they don't know what it is and they don't know where it is and they think that if they continue to climb the ladder and continue to make more money than they'll find it, but right. it's not there. Yeah. What they're looking for isn't in this worldly success. Mm -hmm. It's in themselves, like you were saying. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I've seen that a handful of times, too, in my life. And, you know, we always measure up to how much money we have, how big the house is, what kind of car we drive, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of those people are just numbing themselves mm -hmm. and creating more and more problems that they think can be fixed mm -hmm. through this, like, 
band-aid approach and mm -hmm. if I consume more and if I consume more and if I consume more I'm gonna find happiness mm -hmm. um, but really like what tends to happen is they find that they they don't um, mm -hmm. it's all short-term it's like that shiny new car and then you get tired of it and it's like that lingering feeling inside you just yeah. it doesn't go away yeah, you that know? emptiness yeah yeah um, and it's unfortunate because I think more and more people are struggling right now to try to keep up with this mold and the bar just keeps getting set higher and higher. Um, mm -hmm. What I love about, say, Instagram most recently is that they changed the number of likes mm -hmm. to become, to charming it as others, right? So mm -hmm. it's more of a catch-all. It's like, mm -hmm. let's not focus on the number here. Mm -hmm. um, even growing up in our generation and the TV shows about like clicky, um, you know, clicky popular role models and, and how you should identify yourselves in terms of how many friends you have mm -hmm. or what type of parties you get involved mm -hmm. in and um, the social circle that you run in, like all of that. It's all a competition. Right. Which is the opposite of our nature, our true nature. Yeah. We're not supposed to compete with one another, but. That's all we do. I mean, if you're a woman, you're you're constantly thinking about your hair and your skin and comparing yourself to other women. If you're a man, you're probably thinking about how much money you have and, and yeah. how successful you look compared mm -hmm. to the man next to you. Um, and it, the competition never ends. It, it was started whenever we were born and it will never end until we just step out of the race. Right. And, and stay with ourselves. And that's why I love that we're doing a show today, just to kind of talk about that, right? Because um, I think triggers and internal stuff, it's its like, that is a very hard path to be on. Mm -hmm. And to really, to look in the mirror and not look about, look at the stuff that's bothering you from an external standpoint, but really to check in and look at the mirror and say, all right, what needs to be fixed inside? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people refuse to do that because yeah. it's very painful mm -hmm. you know um, a quick injection to a wrinkle like solves a problem short term mm -hmm. but is that the real problem mm -hmm. or is there something deeper inside you is mm -hmm. there an insecurity that um, stemmed from some sort of abandonment issue where did it come from yeah you know um that's a great great point because i think it is important to preface all of this by saying that you can't get to a place of looking within yourself right. at a peaceful level without looking within yourself and finding turmoil mm -hmm. and pain. And you, there's, I mean, it's a hard path to walk yeah. coming back to yourself and turning away from the superficiality of the world. It's really scary and it's isolating at times, um, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to, how, it's hard to describe to the rest of the world why it's worth it you know yeah like why I mean, why go back to your traumas and why revisit your pains um i think part of that too is having to get out of your comfort zone mm. um and you know we tend to hold on to things that are so familiar to us yeah. whether it is in that circle or you know um whatever that looks like it's like we hold on to um past situations that have kind of served their purpose mm -hmm. um, and growing out of your comfort zone means changing the environment around you yeah that means changing the things that you watch um, mm -hmm. comparing yourself to other people and I, what would you say I guess 
is a great way to start doing that, like to checking checking in or, you know, really finding yourself. Yeah. I mean, the way that I started um, this path was through going to therapy mm-hmm. and doing, you know, learning what I thought about myself that was all a lie yeah. and like restructuring my thought patterns. And I had no idea that I was, you know, taking the first steps to be awakened, mm-hmm. but but I did it. And it, I mean, for a year straight, I was depressed and I was going through that fire. Yep. Um, and it was extremely hard and there was days that I didn't want to continue my healing on myself. Right. But coming out afterwards, it is, you're free, you know, you don't have those chains anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't think any other feeling compares to what freedom feels like. I love that. I think, you know, we all need to hit that rock bottom moment. They call it the dark night of the soul, Mm -hmm. right? And we all have to get to that that point where it's like we can't continue this fake life anymore Mm -hmm. because we've just you know we've operated in a fake environment for way too long and um i think that this you know we talk about the shift in other conversations and the whole um transformation in terms of awakening awakening to yourself and that's something that's happening more and more often i think more people are starting to wake up to who they are um, that they can't pretend anymore to live this mundane life, right? That is validating everyone else mm-hmm. and their idea of what this person should be doing, mm-hmm. but not making that person happy. Mm-hmm. And so um, the depression is such a common symptom of something needs to change. Yeah. Um, I've definitely been through it. I've had my rock bot- bottom moments and it takes a lot of courage to pull yourself out of that and to really owe it to yourself to make those necessary changes for long-term and lifelong pursuits. Mm-hmm. I, I think that courage is such an important word to focus on when talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes so much courage to look inside of your heart and see what's hidden there and look at your foundation and see see what remarks your parents made or your siblings made or your grandparents made to you that cut deep and see how that tumbleweeded through the rest of your life and I mean the process is pure courage I mean you yeah and then even growing up right in the conditions that we grew up in and the people that we surrounded ourselves who told us to look a certain way or be a certain way I've come to realize too that that's a lot of projection Mm mm-hmm and a lot of the times when we're being judged by other people, it really has nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with what they learned or mm-hmm. what they know or think to be true or pains within themselves that they project on us to make them feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's so important that people realize that because you know, in this day and age, a lot of people get offended by things so easily and it's really not about you. Yeah, It's really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's hard whenever people are projecting onto you. Oh, I mean, at any point in your life, it's hard to take criticism, whether or not it be true about you or not. Um, And it can be very easy to build resentments Mm -hmm. towards those people. And and that is, that, that will catch you every time. And so I think that it's also really important to highlight forgiveness. Yes, I love that. Forgiveness 
for others, but also forgiveness of yourself Mm -hmm. for whatever things you may have said to yourself. I Mm -hmm. mean, we are all our worst critics and our biggest enemies at times. Oh man, I've had so many times where I've been my own critic, um, Mm -hmm. for sure. And I think a lot of those times too that we go through where, you know, we have that conflict, whether it's inner conflict or outer conflict, it's really an illumination of um, the change that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't think that necessarily things happen to us, they happen for us. Mm -hmm. And as long as we're evolving, as long as we're kind of recognizing, you know, how we're feeling, Mm -hmm. I think is a huge thing, Mm -hmm. right? A, A lot of people numb their pain and their emotions by fixing themselves through shopping or you know, changing the way that they look. Or eating. Or eating. Or drugs or alcohol. All of that. There's so many ways to numb yourself, and there's only one way to come back to yourself, and it's a pretty (laughs) fucking hard road, so. It is. (laughs) And I, you know, for the viewers here that are listening to us, like, we understand how hard it is, and it feels like a battleground. It feels like an obstacle course where it's like, when does this end? Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just it. Like, it's, it's not that it never ends, but it, it gets easier, but there are always going to be challenges in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that we love ourselves and the more that we put ourselves first, and I don't mean that in a, um, a cocky, narcissistic type of way, but I mean it in a loving way. Like if we take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and prioritize our happiness, then the choices that we make get easier and easier in mm-hmm. terms of what we surround ourselves with, yeah. right? And the energy that we choose to focus on. Yeah. Um, I think of it like I can give nothing to the world if my cup is not full. So whenever I feel drained, I need to go fill myself back up until mm-hmm. I pour over again. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not pouring over, then I'm of no use to the world. Like, I don't have any of my light to share. Yeah. Um, um, it's important. What about like, okay, so this just dawned on me. So when people are first kind of waking up to who they are, that means letting go of the things that they're not, mm-hmm. but right, like holding on to bad habits, yeah. bad friendships, mm-hmm. bad whatever situations. And I guess like my question to you would be, what about those people that have this fear of missing out, like that FOMO effect of, man, I don't really want to be in solitude um, yeah. learning about myself. Um, what would you say to that, I guess? Oh. <laughs> I. Mm. I think that the initial leap is the hardest leap that you make. Yeah. Um, but once you start on this journey, you can't turn around. And I don't mean that in a scary way, but in a way that will feel so natural. It will feel like you're unfolding before yourself. Yeah. And you will naturally use, lose relationships that have probably always brought you some sort of disease in your life. And you will naturally stop doing things that you used to find pleasure in because it just doesn't fit you anymore. And I think that looking at at the future, whenever you're still where you are presently, looking at, well, what happens whenever I get to this place where I start losing friends or I start, my habits start changing, you can't understand what you'll feel like then, you know? Because by the time you get to the point where the universe releases you from these people or these things, you'll be ready. Mm -hmm. And it comes back to having faith. And I don't think that you should start this process until you have at least a bit of faith in the divine work that's going on in your life. 
That's so empowering. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you can start this work until you believe that the divine will take care of you. I think that's why we get to these rock bottom moments, mm -hmm. right? Because we continue, even like think of a relationship yeah. that isn't working. Um, I was just mentioning this the other day to someone, like breakups don't just happen, a lot of the times they don't just happen instantaneously. Mm -hmm. yeah. Usually it's a snowball effect of things not working out, right? And you kind of know like where it's going and then it takes that last straw to, to break. Um, and I feel like that's the case, kind of what you're saying here, that divine intervention and having the faith usually comes when we've exhausted ourselves, yeah. right? At all points and there's really nothing more that we can do to find that happiness that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. It does definitely take that rock bottom before you you stop looking outside for the answers and start looking inside. You know, whenever you are all you have left and all, mm -hmm. all you have left to trust, like what else is there? Mm -hmm. And yeah, it'll, it'll break you open in a lot of really beautiful ways. Oh, absolutely. A lot of really hard ways, but. <laughs> and I think people that are at that rock bottom Point right now that are really struggling and uh, trying to get their hands on answers and help mm -hmm. and support um, this is think of it as like there is a light coming soon at the end of the tunnel it's mm -hmm. like like even <laughs> things are cyclical right so when you hit bottom you can only go up from here mm -hmm. um, and the fact that we get to these rock bottom points really means that a cycle is ending yeah. and a new one's beginning mm -hmm. Um, I think, I know for me and my experience, it took me a long time to kind of pull myself out of those rock bottom crappy moments. You know, you hit depression and it's like, how am I ever gonna get my life back in order? And you feel defeated. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people feel that defeat so much that they kind of give up hope. Yeah. Um, but I think the most critical thing, at least for me, was to push through and was to really, um, prioritize myself whatever that looked like if you need to sleep in yeah. or cancel listen plans. to yourself yes listen to your intuition and listen to your inner guide and listen to your feelings we were we were told not to trust our own instincts for mm -hmm. ourselves we were trusted to listen to our parents above all else and yeah. we were told to go to college or we would fail we were told all of these things to live this structured life right and it it can work for some people but for people like you and I, mm -hmm. that structured life, it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's not, we're not doing what we're called to be doing. It's never going to work for us. But for so long, society has been tailored to fit this perfect cutout. Right. And that's not human nature. No. So I, I don't know how that, that tangent started. but <laughs> No, this is, this is really good because it just got me to the next point of success, right? Mm -hmm. And talking about superficiality and success, you know, we're constantly seeing that like the fast track to fame and fortune is the way to go, but really finding yourself and finding your pursuit to happiness and yes. understanding your calling, yes. that leads to the ultimate success. Yes. <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And we just need to know what that is, yeah. right? And I think there was a point where um, years ago, back in New York City, where I was living, I remember just, I, I couldn't figure out what my hobby was. Mm -hmm. I thought that there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I was like, people have talents, you mm -hmm. know, you've got people who sing, people who like to draw, whatever it is. I was like, I don't have a talent. I don't know what my talent mm -hmm. is. 
And so I started thinking about it, and I was like, maybe I should go back to school. I thought about becoming a veterinarian because I love animals so much. I like I really hit this like moment of frustration for a long period of time where I was like, I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I needed to change, but I didn't know what that change was. And I was kind of desperate to just figure out a way to like find that calling. And through me discovering myself, I realized that my calling was to help other people. Yeah. Um, but I know that's something that's not easy for a lot of people when they've just been so stuck and so mm-hmm. and they've been they've been put in this box. Um, and they're exhausted. Exhausted listening to other people, telling them how to live their best life. And not being true, I mean, not being true to yourself is such exhausting business. Mm-hmm. You will come home every day after work and just fall asleep on the couch because you've been overexerting yourself trying to maintain the standard of excellence that the world right. wants from you. And it's not who you are. Of yes. course, you're going to be so fucking tired. Yes. So I guess what would your advice be to someone who is trying to tap into what is my purpose? Uh, I would say start with gratitude. Okay. Start with the things that make you happy and make a list. I mean, I'm a writer, so I'm all about making mm-hmm. lists and exploring your feelings on pen, with pen and paper, but start with gratitude. Start with what you're grateful with. Yeah. And then start forgiving yourself and forgiving other people, and with those two things, just kind of see what happens. Yeah. And I think that your life will take on its own path. I do too. And I think that in a society where it's always like, Time is money, right? Mm-hmm. You need to act now. Um, everything unfolds perfectly. And that's been a huge pill for me to swallow, to trust that, because mm-hmm. I'm a Virgo. I like control. <laughs> I like planning. Um, so it's just, you know, it's trusting yeah. in the unfolding. And I think that patience is something that I know I've struggled with time and time again. Yeah. Is how is it going to look? Mm-hmm. Um, but moment to moment, right, like we discover ourselves. Yeah. And everything unfolds and leads us mm-hmm. to where we need to be, mm-hmm. as long as we're not fighting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember there was a time when I felt like I didn't know myself, or I felt like I didn't have a hobby, and and it was, it was in the time right after my dark night of the soul yeah. when I felt like I had come out of this big storm, and I I was all shook up, and I didn't know where I was standing anymore, and I came back into myself, and I remembered, oh, I like to write. But I haven't been writing because I'm afraid of what people will think. Oh, I really like to draw. No, but that's a big one. Let's talk about that. Yes, yes. I, yeah. I, I mean, it all comes back to the same thing. I, I have had all these passions my whole life. Right. But I've been, you know, putting them off because I've been so afraid of failing and so afraid of, well, people are going to think I'm crazy mm-hmm. for being vulnerable and, you know, putting my heart on a page. But like you said, like I found my calling and it was somewhat being like a messenger right being being a helper being you know serving the community in whatever way so beautiful because that that was my struggle right um I had that negative self-talk all the time saying what are people going to think of you Mm -hmm. if you do this right and I live a very alternative lifestyle too I mean I with this podcast and the things that I talk about a lot of the time (laughs) it's you know not the popular opinion but the whole messenger thing that you the sharing of the vulnerability i think the world needs that because mm-hmm. we've just been suppressed for so long to not share how we really truly feel about things um and to constantly look for attention from other people and you know i feel like 
the messages that you share, the guidance that you share, the experiences that you've had, really, there's someone watching that. And there's someone that needs to hear those words. And they just don't know how to express it themselves. Um, and I learned to just really not care so much what people think. And that's, mm -hmm. that's a hard process in itself to oh, transition yeah. through. Absolutely. It gets easier. Um, but even if it's writing, you know, and I'm talking to the viewers here too, even if it's just writing in a private journal, you just get those thoughts out, those feelings out, mm -hmm. and maybe one day you can share that with yeah. the world. Just admit to yourself first that, you know, these feelings are real and they're valid, and maybe it's time I start listening to them, and then maybe it's time I start acting on them. Mm -hmm. Like, just baby steps. Like, you're not going to get from superficiality to, like, this whole awakened right. self, and I don't, I don't know, maybe ever. I don't know. Yeah. But baby steps will get you somewhere better than where you are now mm -hmm. no matter what happens like it is all leading to a divine place that was predestined for you and I think that if we can just focus on the fact that you know I always think of I, I was brought up Christian mm -hmm. I always think of the verse in Matthew that talks about if if God cares for the birds in the sky why wouldn't he care for you? Like, why, if he's caring for all of the, or they, sorry, they, if mm -hmm. they're caring for the entire earth, the entire universe, I mean, why are you freaking out, you know? Like, yeah. They got you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like ever since I kind of stopped caring what other people thought and cared more about what I thought, mm -hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how much happier I've been. And it's not a short yeah. term like band-aid happiness yeah, absolutely <laughs> you know? um yeah. so i think that's huge for people to know about um to not mask those feelings to not listen to that voice because mm -hmm. a lot of the times that 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 voice within us is showing us what we need to do mm -hmm. where we need to go mm -hmm. and it's also super important to these it's not crazy you know if yeah. you're hearing voices if if you're feeling things if weird things are happening in your, in your life mm -hmm. it's not craziness it's it's god yeah. trying to get your attention and mm -hmm. and i don't follow the breadcrumbs right? absolutely <laughs> you know i there have been times where i thought i was crazy oh yeah me too <laughs> right i know we can all relate um but we are you know we are creators in ourselves mm -hmm. and um i think Part of that's the programming too of you are crazy if you don't fit in exactly our, it is our the society. programming yeah. yeah and so people should be more aware of that too because there are gifts within the gifts mm -hmm. <laughs> that we have mm -hmm. and it's trusting that um and it's finding your circle yeah and it's finding people who understand you yeah which is huge mm -hmm. there were times where i thought i was nuts and i didn't have the support system that i needed yeah. and it just um, made me feel like i was even more crazier and then as I started to explore myself and as I started to dive into just living a conscious life, right? And, and that could mean a whole lot of things. But as I started to just research about who I am, mm -hmm. I started to discover things making sense. Mm -hmm. There's so many ways to yes. do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's another really cool part of this journey is little things in your life that have always confused you in the back of your mind mm -hmm. will start to make all the sense in the world like yeah. little you will see the way that the divine has worked in your past to get you to your present and everything starts to make sense and 
you're not only finding yourself, then you're finding out where you fit in the universe and how it's always been carrying you. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any examples off the top of your head? Oh, let me think. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I'm trying to think too, but I know it has to come to you. Uh, I mean, the first time that, I mean, I fell into depression, I would say that that this journey for me started whenever I was a freshman in college and I was just hit by tragedy after tragedy. And I think that that's how it always looks is, is you're hit with a bunch of tragedies all at once. And I mean, I wanted to die. Like yeah. I, that is where it starts. And, and at that point, if you had asked me what God was doing for me, I would have said like nothing. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I, I didn't believe in God because of all those things. Yeah. But I know that if, those tragedies didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so being able, and that's where the forgiveness comes in because I I had to forgive myself for the mean things that I said to myself during that time. I had to forgive my idea of God. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to forgive. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. And you know, there's a stigma that needs to be broken because let's be real, we've all had those moments. Yeah. We've all gone through really tough situations in life and question why is this happening? Mm-hmm. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. And in that moment, it doesn't. You don't have the answers, right? Because right. it hasn't unfolded yet for you to understand, mm-hmm. right? And so, this is the type of stuff that I'm glad we're talking about because these are the type of stigmas that keep people from branching out mm-hmm. and you know finding that that calling that they're looking for mm-hmm. or being able to talk to people about what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. For too long, we've just been confined yeah. to keep quiet mm-hmm. and keep it all inside. And keep on putting on our spray tans and yes. our eyelashes. <laughs> and yep. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We have been conditioned to be superficial beings, and we are so multidimensional. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it seems unreal. It is. It's funny, too, because a lot of those people that do kind of tack on stuff, right, you see it. You see it in their face. Mm-hmm. You know, energy doesn't lie. Right. <laughs> you yeah. can you can tell. It doesn't matter what their labels say or what they look like. You can tell when someone's unhappy. Yeah. Just unhappiness and facial expressions. All of that doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I would rather surround myself around people who constantly I can tell genuinely are happy with their life. Yeah. Those are the people I want to look up to. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that seem to have it right and know mm-hmm. what they're doing. And um, discernment is huge, I think, too, with people struggling right now because um, they don't know how to trust. Trust is a big one. Mm. But it's like if it feels good, and I don't mean feel good in terms of masking something with a bad habit, but if, if the situation or environment feels good, then maybe that's what you need to start moving towards. Mm hmm. Um, I love this. I love that we're talking about this. You know, um, I do see a change happening in the collective for mm-hmm. for the greater good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love it for, for it to be sooner. But <laughs> patience is my time. <laughs> yes. Um, so, with it, was there anything else you wanted to share on the topic of superficiality that you know our viewers might be able to benefit from? Oh man, don't listen to it. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. don't listen to it. You know, trust yourself too. Yeah. 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 Just 
if anything is presented to you and there is a tugging in your gut, mm-hmm. listen to that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's all inside of you. The knock only gets bigger. Yes. It, it starts out as a whisper. Uh-huh. And it only gets louder. Yeah. And then sometimes there's a series of misfortunate events mm-hmm. that occur that you could have avoided mm-hmm. if you had just listened in the first place. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, in this world, it's like intuition is always on the back seat or mm-hmm. feelings and inner guidance are always on the back seat. And Too many times people don't listen to that. Yeah, and that should be reversed. Mm-hmm. I think if if it's some if you're someone who is looking to start this journey and, and doesn't have any idea how or it's looking just for some sort of freedom from the societal pressures, get in nature. I yeah. think just walk around, walk around barefoot, walk around with no music in mm-hmm. and just be. Just exist. I love that. I remember when I first started, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I had this weird thing about going places by myself. Like mm-hmm. I felt like everyone was watching me and looking at me, and it was hard coming mm-hmm. out of the shell. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. hard like to be seen by myself, and like, are people going to judge me for being out on a trail by myself? Which yeah. I know sounds really silly, but these were things that I kind of battled with for yeah. a long time. Um, but man, nature really is such amazing medicine Mm -hmm. it really is yeah and we're talking about like owning your own existence so why not go back into the very existence that all it does is own itself you know Mm -hmm. mother earth is mother earth no matter what you do oh and it's beautiful Mm -hmm. there are so many places even a park i mean just being out in the sun Mm -hmm. um whatever that is Mm -hmm. do it and nature will talk to you that sounds kind of woo-woo, but nature will talk Mm. to you. Let's get on that, because that's an interesting (laughs) thing too, right? Synchronicities. Um, I know that a lot of people in the spiritual community, they can all testify to this. Like, Mm -hmm. you have, you know, people from all over the world that get to this point of awakening where they start to see the signs. And I Mm -hmm. think that's the beginning of an awakening in itself, where you think like, Am I going crazy, mm-hmm. or do I keep seeing this repeated mm-hmm. number mm-hmm. time and time again? The way the synchronicity for me was the first my first Reiki attunement. Also, whenever I got my Reiki one, she had the same Hamza in her house that I have in my own house. Oh, yeah. And then Jana, who is my life coach, um, she has the same Hamza that yeah. that we both have. So that's her symbol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so little things like that. Like, you just have to get off your screen right. and look up yeah. <laughs> and notice the signs. Because, I mean, the universe wants to talk to you. It does. And push out that thought, right? Like that, is this a coincidence? There's no such thing as a mm-hmm. coincidence. Mm-hmm. There are times where I'm thinking something mm-hmm. and then a song comes on. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics of that song answered my question. That's, the, that's another example of the universe mm-hmm. talking to you. Well, and it's like both times that we've met up lately, it's been like, what I've been thinking about is what you've been thinking yes. about. The so synchronicity there. Uh-huh. There's, I mean, they're everywhere. It comes back to the idea that we're all one. Right. And we're a unity conscious. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way for there not to be synchronicities mm-hmm. if, if we're all of the same cloth. I think people just need to pay attention to that more. Mm-hmm. And that's why the internal work is so important, right? Because... Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't need to find answers by asking other people, like, mm-hmm. what's right or what's not. This is your own journey. Yeah. And all of us, even though we're on our own individual journeys, as a collective, we're all experiencing the same thing. Right. 
And that, that's another prime example of how can you explain that, that all these different people that don't even encounter each other go through these series of events on their journey that all tend to kind of lead them to the same place, this yeah. awakeningness. Yeah. Um, I love the topic of symbology mm-hmm. and synchronicities. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some examples too because there's just been plenty. I guess for one, um, on my way here to Austin, which is where we're based right now, um, I was seeing numbers all the time. And so at first I thought I was going nuts. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it started out with the 111. And they were, they were like ascending in order. So it was like 111, 222, 333, 444. And, you know, people see that and sometimes they don't think anything of it. And, I mean, that's just a breadcrumb of the examples of how the universe speaks with us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Animals. Mm-hmm. Right? And looking up the names of animals. I do that all the time. All now. the time. <laughs> yes. All the time. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I think being, I think of it as just being more intentional about the way that you are living and the way that you're moving in the world and, you know, interacting with the world around you, but not in this way that we've been conditioned to, mm-hmm. not in this superficial way, but in this very deep and, and uh, intentional way, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's a sign of evolving too. Yeah. When you start to pay attention to the world around you and not from a standpoint of I need validation, so I need the world around me to validate that. I mean, to really pay attention to the connectedness that we are. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we're all one. And when you start to see that we are part of a big picture here and you start to accept the messages that come in, um, and the best way, I guess, to do that also is to be in flow, to not yeah. constantly search for those things, right? Yeah, and that takes practice. That mm-hmm. takes a lot of practice and a lot of patience. Yeah. Um, I think that one way to think about it is if it's something that's going to distract you from your true essence, um, like drugs mm-hmm. or, I don't know, cosmetics or mm-hmm. something else, then it's probably just meant to be a distraction from your true essence, you yeah. know? and and to be mindful of that, you know, like, I still go and get pedicures, and I still love to, you know, mm-hmm. do those fun, girly things, but I don't let it consume me right. like I used to. I don't I don't let my looks mm, what, control my outlook on life mm-hmm. anymore. I used to. But. Yeah, no, I was there, you know, constantly comparing myself, mm-hmm. um, and we need to get out of that competition mode. I think... In my last episode, I talked about 3D, um, which is the third dimension. And for a lot of people that don't understand it, um, totally research that because that's a, a rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> but th- third dimension is everything that we're talking about right now, or at mm-hmm. least the, the comparisons and the projections and all of that. And, you know, comparing yourself is an outdated model. Like, we are literally shifting to community, mm-hmm. to coming back together, yeah. right, as a shared um just sharing in in love, sharing in, in connection. And um, we're gonna see that I think more and more as we progress over the next few years, which I love. Um, but once you're able to do that, once you're able to really love yourself, and I think that is like one of the most yeah. important things that you can do. Yeah, yeah. It's your life. Mm-hmm. Love yourself. How can you expect other people to love you if you can't even love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You will always feel 
unbalanced until you learn the skill of how to love yourself. Mm -hmm. And you have to fight for it. You do. And it's a painful process. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Totally worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was awesome. So Um, good. We should get on many more talks like this. Absolutely. Um, So, Lindsay, thank you. And for people that are um, listening to you that are interested in finding more about your work, where can they find you? So I have a website called Um, LessonsFromLight.com, and all of my information is listed there in my about page. Cool. Awesome. (laughs) And if you're new to my my channel as well, you can find more of my information on thehighpriestess.co. Thank you guys for joining in. Thank you.